All right, welcome back to uh, the biannual Cap and Blitz podcast. Uh, Blitz, it's been a while since we did one of these. It's uh, it mostly just comes down to the fact that you guys weren't a TI, unfortunately, and then post TI, uh, you guys were obviously putting together a roster, and we've just been kind of waiting for your guys's roster to finally drop. And uh, it did. We'll talk about that. But uh, I actually never asked you how uh, TI went for you. No, it was pretty fun. I mean, it was pretty unexpected. I didn't think uh, I was going to go and do anything. I was actually chilling. in. Uh, I was on vacation in London. And then all of a sudden, I get a message from somebody from Valve. And they're like, hey, do you want to potentially do something at TI? And I was like, yeah, why not? Uh, so then I show up, I'm quarantined in a hotel room, I'm bored. That was like, I was pretty bored, but, um, and also like half the, half the hotel smelled like sewage. Cause I think like the sewage <laughs> line flooded or something, which obviously yeah, that isn't was, that was anyone's a fault. problem for, uh, certain people only on certain floors, apparently yeah. it smell like sewage, which I, well, I managed to dodge that thankfully. Yeah. So my AC was broken and it smelled like sewage, so it was just hot sewer water. And I would, I kind of just got used to it until every time I would leave my room and come back, I would be like, Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, um, oh, no. so I would start, I started sleeping with a bar of soap wrapped in a towel just next to my face. <laughs> and I was, it was just miserable. But I mean, that's not really anyone's fault. It's just kind of funny now that I think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were there for the show match, which uh, I'll be honest, I was, uh, I was sick, so I didn't, I didn't watch any of that shit. Uh, yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was not that. It was not my best performance. Mm, okay, so the so if I remember correctly, the show match was the English talent versus the Russian talent, and the Russian talent yeah. won. And then it was the streamers versus the Russian talent, which was what? Who was your team? It was me, Sheepstick, Merlini, um, Waga, and Excalibur. And you guys were playing um, all random deathmatch, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, how did that go? Who was the? Did you guys talk about like roles or anything? Yeah, I mean, I think we took it pretty seriously, which is weird. I I don't know. I I felt like we were kind of all over the place. Like, I kind of wanted to mess around, but we also wanted to win. And it just kind of uh, devolved a little bit. Nobody really wanted to like say what we should do. I think in the mm. so that we didn't step on any toes, and we didn't like. I know I've known Waga for a while, but it's not like we're close friends or anything like that. We uh, we're like in similar circles and we're friendly to each other, but it's not like we talk a lot. Just no beef. It's just one of those things, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I've never met Steve before, Excalibur, who is a great, great guy. Like. Uh, love him but i never talked to him like once uh at all and then um yeah so i mean chemistry wise i think it was kind of all over the place i mean i had fun but i just don't think we provided the best viewer experience which was probably a lot on me too but as uh, what it is it is what it is yeah it's understandable that uh, different people would have different motivations right like some people are like i want to look good on ta stage like excalibur for example like who knows if he's gonna keep playing i know he's enjoying streaming and it's doing well but uh mm -hmm. he he may end up wanting to go back on a team he doesn't want to look bad i i would imagine uh yeah yeah i mean i had a know. good time and i think i just think it was hard to follow up because the first one was so good that mm. i felt like we were kind of we felt kind of pressured to like put out a product that was kind of hard to match because aiden is so much funnier than me so then it was just <laughs> that's not true that's not true you're just being nice to your captain what uh did you guys win i actually i, I think you guys won. uh yeah we kind of like heard that I mean, we had what? like our last lineup was like eight stuns so it was never oh. gonna be like we were never gonna lose <laughs> i was like lion i think steve was like pugna or something our, our team fight was unreal it was just mm. it was impossible to win with the team fight like it was it was just gonna be really really difficult so you guys just rolled over them five men, which is better team fight, and that's just kind of yeah. I mean, they were kind of trolling, and then they I think they were just running at us, and we were running at them, and yeah. I mean, it was hard because I think they were memed out 
and I was like, how do we meme without stealing or trying to look try hard? I don't know. It was just a weird situation to be in. But I, I just think I did a kind of bad job for the format. I mean, I think that's a lot on me. I, I can't really speak to anybody else, but I think a good portion of this is on me. I mean, I think it's it's valid. Usually a show match is just one, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And you get all the memes out of the way. And you don't usually have a, a second show match uh, yeah. with the same format. So it's understandable yeah. that uh, it's kind of, you're kind of in an awkward position there. I mean, I did think it was, like, super, super cool, though. I think that it was a pretty dope thing to have done and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, props to Valve. Cool format. Yeah, it's nice that they involved the community into TI. Yeah, yeah. Because, the, especially since the community couldn't be there in person, since we didn't have an audience, it was nice for them to be able to involve them in other ways. Yes. So. All right. Well, that's, uh, is that pretty much all you want to talk about for TI? Yeah, I mean, I don't... Uh... <laughs> there's not a whole lot else yeah, it's just it kind of just like came and went and then that was kind of that yeah there's not not much else that you're gonna be doing while you're there either right you're just yeah stuck in the hotel and stuff so yeah all right so ti happens okay so let, let's start with uh okay you guys don't actually make it to ti right yes um, sir that obviously has to provoke um, some hard conversations. Did those conversations happen before TI? Were, were you guys already uh, um, deciding <sighs> if you were going to break up and what was going to happen? I mean, I will speak very frankly. I think saying that some people will still doubt me, but I'll, I mean, anyone is welcome to kind of, you know, come and anybody from the team is welcome to come and speak on this, but mm-hmm. let's be honest. Um, I told everybody at the end, end of like the season that we would probably change wasn't really sure how we obviously all conversations people felt like maybe the team can succeed but maybe it'd be best for people to go our separate ways uh tommy actually told us that if anybody was going to get kicked he would prefer to get kicked so that nobody would have to lose their job or anything which i thought was a very sweet sentiment um i mean he's just a great guy I, i i think people won't really buy it but i think he i mean he took everything old for well overall like I, I think Tommy's a great player. I just think the way that the team was constructed, it was hard to like uh, build around it. Um, but like as a player, I think he's gonna find success pretty much wherever he goes because of how good he is. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Tommy kind of offered himself up, said he might want to like switch things up, anyways. But he said he would want to play with us. But if we kicked him or we decided to go in a different direction, no hard feelings. Um, then I think he kind of found a different position, which obviously hasn't been revealed yet, but you know, uh, it's, it's, it's like new and exciting. And I mean, he's been playing under Aiden for like five years. I think both sides were kind of not happy to move on, but you know, I think, you know, relationships are on their course. I think, uh, uh, I mean, we told Tommy too, and Tommy said back to us, like, this isn't really the end, you know, I think yeah. both sides are open to playing with each other again. I think it's just a good learning experience for both to kind of move on for now so i mean it's kind, kind of, of un- unheard of for rosters to stay stay the same for this long in the first place i believe you guys are the second longest running uh five-man roster uh, yeah so it's it's you're already setting certain precedents and combine that with not going to ti uh i mean there there's like the old team liquid very famously kicked matumba man uh right and yeah whether or not that that you know in retrospect was the right or wrong decision uh they felt like something had to change right even though they they already achieved the highest success they felt like something needed to be shaken up uh and i imagine there was a a similar feeling for you guys right yeah um but i mean so we kind of worked around there we said okay tommy doesn't mind leaving kind of wants to in some ways let's kind of go from there um and then yeah we sort of just Worked around that. Went to TI, obviously. Talked with some people. Then things kind of got locked down, so that kind of ended. But still some spots to, like, text people and stuff. And, yeah, I mean, we had a ton of conversations. We must have talked to, like, 30, 40-plus players or something. Uh, and just kind of went in with the idea that things were kind of free and open. And then... So, so does that mean that... Um... So it's, it's just, so you have like Taiga, okay, he doesn't mind leaving. We're going to probably search for a forward position, right? Yeah. Uh, what, like, was the rest of the roster just kind of 
it's dependent on who we find and that's yes. who like we'll replace. So I think the So let me let me ask you that like was there anybody who was on solid ground for Team Liquid? Like if you found I presume Insania, the captain, is like the first person you're gonna lock down. Like if, if all of a sudden Puppy wanted to join Team Liquid for some reason, like would you go that far? No, I think which uh I mean, not that that would ever happen. Sure, I mean, sure, sure. But that's a that's a hard call. Uh, I think even Aiden at that point would probably kick himself <laughs> if that was the case. But I mean, I think we there's the, just a dearth of captains, not a ton of them. So I'd probably say like um, Aiden and Mickey were the easiest ground to start from because they kind of came as a duo. Um, sure, sure. And so yeah, it kind of went from there. I think uh, Boxy we really wanted to keep too. Very talented guy, very good. Um, so then we were like, okay. Boxy can play both three and four. So we'll kind of just go from there. And maybe if there's like a really good three, we can talk to some threes. And if there's a really good four, we can talk to some fours and kind of be flexible in that regard. And same so, thing uh, for Mickey, right? Like Mickey can play carry. Yeah, exactly. Can play mid. So, but the original idea was pretty open. Yeah, the original idea was to keep Max. I think if we didn't get um, Matsu specifically, we, uh, I think in all likelihood, we would have continued to play with Max. I mean, he's a great player. Uh, he's a great guy. Just we probably needed more, uh, like somebody a little bit more talkative, um, and we felt like playstyles wise, it might mesh a little bit better. Mm. Um, and I think it probably made the transition a little bit easier for Zai. So then it was kind of uh, we just kind of went from there. But I will say, like publicly, I mean, Zai was perfectly open to playing with Max. I think he thought Max was a great player. I think we all do. Um, just one of those situations where, you know, you get somebody like Matu who's like an all-world talent. That's kind of yeah, hard to you, like pass up. You get a very unique opportunity. As you said, like if you, you know, puppy for whatever reason, maybe Aiden would just kick himself. Like it's a unique opportunity to be able to to get Matu. So like how did that opportunity come out, come about? Like you got Zai first. Did Zai like bring along Matu or how'd that go? So, I mean, I assume people want to know about the process of getting Zai. Uh, I read a lot of stuff, um, and I'm not mad. I mean, people speculate. I think the only thing that annoys me is I heard some people uh, say that we were, like, spending the bank and stuff like that. Um, and I think the only reason that bothers me is because it kind of does a disservice to the players. Uh, I think Aiden and Mickey are still quite an attractive combo. I think Liquid as an org is seen very favorably by most of the players in the scene. Mm -hmm. um it's like i think for pure dollar amount we didn't come close to uh, a lot of the offers that these guys could have gotten um not even close i would say like uh both of them are probably uh two of the highest priority free agents in the world right oh yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. i mean they're the highest finishing like um western european team mm -hmm. um both very proven pedigrees obviously spirit did better but uh, you know, like over the course of like a career, I think Zai and Matsu are definitely up there in terms of Western players, right? In terms of pure success. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, yeah, I think the first person to be approached was Zai. Um, obviously, I'd known him and I'd been friends with him for quite some time. And we had planned like a trip to go see a uh, like a football match in London. It was like Tottenham versus Man United. And then mm. um, that trip was not with any nefarious intent. You know, there was no, like, it was just two bros. I had just started recently following football because of HM Sun. I don't know if you know, there's a Korean player in the Premier League. He plays for Tottenham. Uh, Zai is a Man United fan. So we were just okay. going to go for okay. fun. Uh, we kind of planned this a while back. That would be fun. After they had lost, uh, I had approached him, asked him what his situation was like. He said he was open to listening. Uh, and then we kind of just went from there. Um, took like two, three good, honest conversations. He told us he wanted some time to think about it. And then we kind of just, yeah, we kind of just went from there. And then we got his commitment, I want to say like a week in to free agency, which is like a week after TI. He kind of told us, yeah, I'm down, let's do it. Um, and then we were kind of just exploring. Uh, we asked him who he wanted to play with. He said Boxy. Because we, we did, we did, uh, kind of want to leave some options open for him because obviously he's a big option. So, 
Sure, we kind of sure. gave so him he, some. So he gets some say in like being able to craft the team, is what you're saying. Yeah, right? exactly. And then so, okay. then he was like, "Here are the players that I think are, you know, I'm perfectly fine playing with Max, but here are the players that like, if I had, you know, absolute free reign, here are the people that I would like to play with." And Matu was very high on that list. So then we approached Matu, and it took some convincing, and we gave him a few days. And then eventually he was like, "Yeah, I'm down." And then it kind of just went from there. Uh, so I've got a question, a couple questions about that. I I'm super interested. I I feel like this probably doesn't reach uh too much. The uh, was there any other players on what? Like, who are the players that are really high on size list? Out of, out of curiosity, I feel like that just kind of like speaks to the the regard players have for each other. Uh, I think he really liked Nisha, and he really okay. liked Sumail. Oh, okay. And he really liked Artur. And yeah, but some of these were just not. The situation was not doable. Yeah, yeah. So there wasn't even worth like the, there was no conversation to be had. Um, not that like we didn't want to, but you know, contract situations and stuff like that. I was just like, oh man, is it even like feasible? I mean, the yeah. die thing was. How do I say it? Like, uh, we kind of made a plan in some ways of players that we would target if their contract situation was right. And then we kind of formulated sort of strategies based on that and how we would do things and stuff. I mean, we've been ever, cause we kind of had a head start on things cause we didn't qualify for TI. So pretty much since July, it was like, okay, here are the people we at least bare minimum want to have a conversation with, not even mm. like do anything with, but yeah, have a conversation with. So yeah, uh, I mean, we talked to hmm? Is there anybody else that you talk to seriously that you want to uh, say that you'd talk to? Or, uh, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess we can say maybe I can't actually. No, nah, probably better not to. Okay, that's fair. We we had some good conversations with a wide range of people that, for whatever reason, like didn't work out. We talked yeah. to a CIS player who I was actually pretty like. Uh, enamored by, but the situation just didn't kind of work out. No, I'll let people speculate on that. I said CIS I uh, could be anybody. I, I think these sort of uh, roster changes are are really interesting for hardcore fans because fans like to be able to, you know, especially like with fantasy at TI, right? Like crafting your own lineup and imagining, you know, like if you could manage a team, you know, who who would you put together? Um, this uh. This situation is definitely, I feel like a lot of times, um, um, uh, let's say a manager doesn't have that much control over like who ends up on a team, right? And yeah. Uh, this is this is you and, and Aiden, I assume, working together or like? Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. kind of. I think, th I think like he was pretty down to the Zai thing and then from there. We let Zai have some measure of control over things, but <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine Aiden would would ever say no to someone like Zai or Matu yeah. for that example. So, so you had your options like, okay, Zai's like, here's the people on my list that I'd really like to play with. That also are one or two, right? Those, those yeah. are all ones. And, and I want to make that clear interested. that he told me that no matter what, he was down to play with anybody. Okay. He said yeah. he signed before. Uh, that's another thing I'd like to dispel. I think a lot of people have this idea that it only. You know, like it only came up because we had gotten another. It it went first die signed, and then he said, "Here's some people I'd like to look at." Mm. It and how that like conversation a... go with with Matu? So you've locked down Zai. You're looking for another. You've got you know you're talking to these other people, seeing if Samael's available, seeing if Matu's available, and uh, what what was that conversation like with uh, with Matu? Uh, it was easy. I mean, me and Lasse have also. We worked together on the previous liquid. Uh, kind of just told him that I really wanted him here. I felt like he could do some damage here. Uh, that he'd have a lot of control here. And I told him more than anything, I think he'd have a good time here. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I think he agreed. Right? He's right next to me. He's just on his phone. <laughs> uh, this is for a podcast, by the way, so... Heavily disagree. Okay, so I don't know if you... <laughs> yeah, we, we heard that. Heavily disagree. Yeah. Heavily, it was all about the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh the the rumors are back and forth. Yeah. Team Liquid bought their way into an all-star team. 
Yes, he's playing. I mean, he's playing some mobile phone game that we're probably funding. He's spending all of his salary on. <laughs> he's laughing, but yeah, that pretty much. I mean, it wasn't even about numbers or anything with either of these guys at first. It was just kind of an approach of, hey, here's the things that we can do as an orc, the things that we provide. I think Zai especially is the type that, you know, if you look at his history, I think he likes new opportunities and experiences. I don't think this was anything wrong with Secret or anything like that. I think reasonably a lot of people can look at their results and say they were, you know, stone throw away from getting top two. Who knows how the finals go, right? Right. Um, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I think he just wanted to try something new. He's young. He's made a ton of money. I think he obviously wants success, but I mean, it's easier for you to ask him these things. I'm just kind of theorizing. Sure. sure. Um, but yeah, they they were both pretty pretty fairly standard uh, normal talks. Yeah. And and so, like, you, you've made this very clear that both the teams really believe in uh, in the players on the team. You managed to dig its eye, and it wasn't just all about money. Now you've got Matu. And now you've got uh, a five-man roster that I would say looks uh, very good. I, I, I feel like um, I always view the post-TI season as they're, uh, from an organization's perspective, they're losers and winners. And you don't necessarily know who the winners are until the end of the year. Uh, but yeah. just initially, it looks like you guys walked away with uh, a pretty significant, uh, I don't, I don't want to say upgrade just because, you know, I think we both agree that that Taiga and Koifa have promising futures, but it, this looks like a, a really solid roster for you guys. Yeah. I will paper. say that I noticed a lot of people hit on like the Alliance roster and stuff. I saw like a lot of comments on that. And mm -hmm. um, I think it's kind of silly because like our roster too, it's going to take a lot of work for it to work. You know, yeah. um, I, you can already, because they have, they they come from a different background than we do, right? We play very different styles, and so you're trying to mesh things. Uh, and you have no idea how Alliance's roster will work out. It could work out fantastically. You know, um, those are all really good players that I think all have been grinding for a really long time. They'll they're gonna keep their, uh, you know, head down and just kind of work at it, and they could be sick. I mean, look at uh, Tundra or Viking for a large portion of last year and stuff like that. You don't you you don't really know how these teams are gonna show up and play. Especially online, or, uh, or Team Spirit. I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, that, th those, that's a group of people that I don't think there is ninety-nine uh, percent of the viewing audience before TI would pick any one of those players as being the best in the world and the, at their position, right? Maybe yeah. they'd rate them highly. You know, highly would be like top five, top eight. You know, uh, but like to individually put them as the the best in the world in their position, I highly doubt there's anybody out there who's who's doing that. So exactly, uh, it's just, just I mean, mm -hmm. winning TI is kind of in some ways obviously it takes skill, but you know people peak at the right times, and you have no idea when that's going to happen. You have no idea what kind of roster. It'll take, we can always hindsight things and be like, oh, well, it was obvious. Spirit had this and this, and Yatoro's amazing. But like, these weren't things we didn't know beforehand. You just, you know, you have no fucking idea. And so when people hate on rosters that just formed and they're like, ah, well, Liquid on paper looks amazing and Alliance looks bad or this team looks bad. Why didn't this team make a change and stuff like that? You have no idea. It's like, yeah. uh, I know a lot of people are like, why did Enigma do anything? And it's like, well, they were also reasonably close to getting to TI. I mean, they got, what, third or fourth at the major? They were really close to qualifying directly. Uh, MC couldn't make it to the first major. You know, who knows how much damage they can do there in that position. Um, it's like, all, there's a lot of coin flips here that um, that are just kind of hard to predict. And so, yeah, I mean, you just genuinely have no idea how things will go. I could very easily see a world in which uh, Kuro, you know, is fucking, like, ultra-fired and he's just mad and he takes it out on the world and they just fucking dominate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I would, I, I fucking hope you guys like stop this shit and stop giving them fuel. It just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it was the same conversation with uh, OG, you know, <laughs> don't, 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 don't flame them too hard. They're just going to level up. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't quite manage to do that for this TI, but speaking of OG and, and team spirit, uh, what what is the philosophy then? Because everybody wants to be world champion. Ultimately, all the players and and like the teams, your goal is to win TI. 
uh, or at least placed very, very highly there. Um, but knowing that it is, you just can't really control all of these variables that are going to happen. As you said, there, there are just so many coin flips that can go for you or against you. Um, and then seeing the success of, of OG and now Team Spirit, is there anything that um, you feel like is, is somebody in a, in a manager role um, that you've learned from who's winning TI? Is there, is there anything like, do you just, do you just say like, fuck it. And like, uh, let's not even just try and win TI. Let's just make a roster that works well together. Or uh, is there an importance on individually skilled players? What, what is it? That's probably a mix. You probably need a decent amount of individual skill, like a minimum requirement. Um, mm. You probably need one or two ultra zoomers. Um, but then aside from that, I think just how your team gels and whether or not they can get to the end of the season believing in each other is probably the most important part. Mm. It's like, can okay. you trust each other to do the same move that the other person would do? You know, we were told by like our sports guy, like when you're really into pink, it's five people trying to do the same thing sure. uh, rather than like, you know, uh, a bunch of individuals kind of having a different idea and stuff like that. It's like, if you can anticipate the play that your teammate will make because it's the same one you would make, then you're probably in an S tier position, kind of similar to how Spirit was, right? Right. Um, I mean, the way that they read the map and played the map was unreal. And a large portion of that was probably just the amount of trust that they had for each other. And so, yeah, I think trust um, in the play style and being able to get to that point is probably like the most important thing. It almost sounds like the regular uh, season, like the years build up to TI, is almost like a, a war of, of attrition, uh, of yeah. trying to, to make sure that your team is being built up rather than... Because you're going to experience losses. You're going to experience failures. And like the, those... Uh, we, like I, I know from uh, talking to many players is that like grudges can build up, right? These sort of things mm. will just kind of like constantly build up until you get to this pressure point of TI where it kind of exposes all of your, uh, all your true feelings about each other. So... Yeah. If, I mean, if you notice this year, when Secret went in, I don't think they were like heralded at all for once. Obviously, people knew that they were dangerous, but, you know, they, the last major that they played in, they were kind of whatever. And then they just kind of showed up and they did great. Yeah, You know, it's like, you don't have any pressure on you. You just kind of go in, you're ready to play. No one gives you a lot of attention and you just kind of believe in each other. So in that case, is is uh, it feels like there's an importance on the team just having fun. Or, I, I mean, as you said, like trusting each other, however that comes about. Like they, they have to be able to, to you know, it sounds like you almost want to build like a second family. With, yeah, I mean. Uh, with your squad. I told, essentially the way that we build things is like, hey, do you, is are all five players able to trust each other uh and that's like the base limit and if they are then good and we'll kind of figure out things from there so person personality wise how do you view this uh new iteration of team liquid uh doing in that regard since it does seem like you you placed a high importance in that uh i mean these guys had the two new guys had big shoes to fill because i think um, Tommy was one of the naturally easiest and funniest people to work with. And I think Max is, ugh, I cannot speak enough nice things about Max. I think Max probably is the most professional person I've ever met. In you said he industry. was the workhorse on the team. Like he was important yeah. to have on the team because he would make everybody else work harder. Right. Yeah. I mean, motherfucker comes in 10 a.m. While I walk in 10 a.m., he's already played two pubs. He's there till like 1 a.m. He goes to the gym once, eats twice. Then otherwise he's just playing Dota. Mm. You know, uh, the funny story is like he brought his family to like one of the dream hacks. Uh, we never met them. In fact, I don't <laughs> think he met them. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, he told me like I'm here to do a job. I never learned the name of his girlfriend. <laughs> I would say wow. like we're pretty friendly and close, but like he came here to do a job, um, and he was never late. He was always on time. I mean, in two years, I've never met a person who's been more punctual. You know, mm. never cried once about any condition. He was always appreciative about everything. You know, like, sometimes everybody on our team, everyone, including myself, has a tendency to whine about something. And 
he would just be like, guys, like, shut the fuck up. Like, we have great lives, great jobs. Have some fucking perspective. And yeah, I mean, fantastic guy. Um, and so we wanted people, if they were going to replace, to at least come in with a similar level. Uh, I think Zai so far has demonstrated that he's extremely professional. Okay. Um, we have a sports psychologist, for example. Zai is like 100% bought in, very active about leading talks and stuff like that. Um, so that's great. I mean, Matu is Matu. You know, he kind of keeps himself a little bit, but he's a really cool guy, easy to talk to, doesn't rage. So, yeah. I, uh, from, from what I understand, even though like Matu, um, his personality that people see is, you know, like this fun, like kind of relaxed dude who's pretty funny. Um, but from what I understand, he's, he's a very hard worker as well. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got an incredibly good work ethic. I, I think he's been playing like just at his PC nonstop to like 2 AM gets in here early grinds repeat was that your experience um on the old team liquid as well or do you think um part of what has happened through his career has has just motivated him to work harder has he always been this way or is that yeah i think i think he's always kind of been this way okay so most of the time you can kind of like you know he 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 knows what he needs to do to get in the shape that he needs to be in okay all right well i think that kind of like does it for uh talking about your new roster of course wish you guys success but uh is there anything else you want to say about the the new five man you've got no uh, no just you know i'm excited for to start i have no fucking idea how it's gonna go it's gonna be <laughs> complete crapshoot um yeah we're, I, mean, I mean we're starting pretty soon right dbc is is gonna be starting at the uh i think it's the end of november right so yeah there's only uh another week and a half or so to to really get in shape yeah, I mean, I predict one of two things will happen. We do really well, and everyone will say we're going to win TI in the first mm -hmm. season. Yeah. Or we do really poorly to start the season, and I should be fired, and uh, everybody <laughs> on the team should get kicked. Like... There's, there's definitely, every single time you guys get to lose, it's definitely going to be uh, Matu and Zai left secret for this. Yes, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just ready for it. I'm so whatever. Um, I just... Uh, you know, I think it's normal, though. The longer that I'm in the scene, the less jaded I get about it. Because I think about myself as a fan of the NBA, like a pretty avid fan of the NBA, right? Yeah. And whenever whenever a player does something that annoys me, it's like, I fucking, like, I, I mean, I'm not the type of person that's going to go on, like, Reddit or Twitter about it and say, like, fucking, like, why did the Spurs suck again? And start flaming their <laughs> players. I feel like yeah. I have a little bit more of a life than that. Um but there's like a level of closeness and community. I, I'm just messing with people that do that, by the way. I love reading our NBA, you know, but there's like yeah. a level of closeness to the community because it's like it was as if like if Kevin Durant, maybe the wrong example, but like if Steph Curry went on Reddit and you could get direct access to him and flame him and stuff like that. And so I, I think that's why players and sometimes personalities and talent get mad at Reddit or Twitter or something like that, because uh, we're not we're we're such a, like an early industry that you kind of handle all your own stuff right like you're yeah. one of the bigger dota talents in the scene but you handle your own social media you check your own reddit posts and stuff like that right whereas like yeah. none of these guys do that so i think there's like something that we hate about this site or media in general but like none of it's i don't think any of it's done maliciously just people that are passionate about watching the game that <laughs> probably like if you devote this much time into Dota, I watch a lot of NBA. I have some wild ideas too that are founded on absolutely nothing. I've dribbled a basketball yeah. five times in my life, and yet I'm still, <laughs> you know, I still pretend like I know when a player is shit and when a player is good, you know? So yeah, do yeah, I blame yeah. anybody for having that opinion? Absolutely not. I feel like uh, we, the community, should kind of understand that. Like, I, fans aren't like, they're, they're just expressing themselves and they don't know anything, but it's just fun to express yourself in things you don't know. I do the yeah. same thing when I'm talking to you about like NFL shit when we played fantasy, you know, we would just complain about players. I don't <laughs> fucking like anything about these guys or what they go through. And for some reason I'm okay with turning off my empathy meter for that, but on the same token I'm like expecting all of these people on Reddit to, and like my Twitter to be like perfectly nice to me when I fail. Absolutely not. 
it's just unreasonable. Yeah, I think it's I think it's something that um, I, like I'll, I'll I'll see really shitty comments about myself, and and sometimes I'll respond, uh, especially if I I respond in a, a relatively like professional or even nice way, uh, which doesn't always happen. Uh, the the response I get is usually them backpedaling, right? Because I think in many ways they don't expect me to to read their comment and to respond to it. Um, and so all of a sudden they're kind of like, I, I think for most people anyway, all of a sudden it comes that empathy check that you're talking about, right? Like, oh shit, I was talking about a human being, you know, instead of just a, a character on the screen. And and I think yeah. it's, yeah, as you said, it's it's just human psychology. It's human psychology to write that stuff on the internet and it's human psychology to, uh, to, to want to read it as well. Like you want to know what people are saying about you. Um, so yeah, of course. I think it's just... It, it's just an unfortunate uh, cycle, though, that uh, really it's up to, I think, talent players to break more so than community. I feel like you, yeah. you just got to walk away from social media, which is yeah. very hard to do. I mean, it's like that Tyler the Creator meme, right? Just walk away. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, oh, deleted my, uh, I deleted my Reddit account <laughs> some time ago. Uh because I started to realize that every time I argued with somebody on the internet, and obviously for everybody listening, they'll say like, well, I could have told you that, but it's a bit different. If you've never been in the position where uh, you feel like you've been personally attacked, because most people here have some level of anonymity, right? And so when somebody attacks you, you don't actually think that they know anything about you. So you probably don't care as much. But if you put your personality out there and people attack you, it does hurt. No matter how many times you deal with it, it does suck. Um but then I started to realize too that like none of these things that I read really matter too much, and as long as like my close friends and the people that I love cared about me and kept me in check, then it was all good. And there wasn't a single time I replied to a thread and I felt better for it. If anything, I was like more anxious about it, about like how mm. I was perceived and stuff like that. So now I just kind of deal with it and I'm okay with it. Um, and yeah, I just kind of live. I I posted the uh, thing you know based on like. Uh, my latest tweet saying that we weren't even the highest bidders, mainly because I was mad for my team's sake. The idea is like we could only attract these players with like if we offered them a million dollars. Yeah, Zion just uh, Matu are coasting now. They you know they've already made lots of money. They got lots of money out of Team Liquid. They're not expecting to win TI with this roster. They're just yeah, it's uh, kind of weird and insulting right? for everybody involved, <laughs> including like, how could Matu they possibly Zion. work with Mickey and and insania like those guys are trash like that's the implication right yes it's kind of it's pretty it's pretty toxic and so i kind of just wanted to put an end to that um and yeah but other than that i don't really plan on correcting many things if you have an opinion about me feel free to share it uh and i'm not saying that sarcastically i'm, I'm finally at the point in my life where i feel like i genuinely just i'm kind of understand now and it took a lot of therapy and talking to people and kind of understanding like ah, it's not really about me when somebody wants to talk bad about me on the internet it's not like they, they hate me it's just you know maybe they want liquid to do better and maybe they think i'm dog shit at my job that's in some ways it's endearing it's like you're or super maybe passionate they, they about just, something maybe they just have had a bad day and want to take it out on something yeah There's i mean a lot of reasons i'm just realizing most of the stuff's not about me so it's arrogant to like assume that it's entirely about me and that I control all of this. So yeah, if you're talented and you hear this, it's all good. Not every and this includes you, Austin. You know, you oh, no, we don't no. have to reply I'm, to things. I'm sorry, William. You're uh, I will accept that you're a more mature and wise person in this regard. I'm gonna keep arguing with those idiots <laughs> online. All right, you can't stop me. <laughs> sure, sure. Not to say that it sometimes it doesn't make me mad. Like of course, sometimes I read some shit. And I'm like. The fuck is this guy's problem, huh? Yeah, but uh... no, my, I, I actually. So it's funny that you say like I've never responded to some. I, I actually, it, I do feel better when I respond. Uh, what I need to do is stop reading, uh, the the bad comments in the first place. Because I feel better when I respond. Because otherwise, I feel like it's gonna stick with me. The the comment mm -hmm. that I read is gonna stick with me. But once I respond, it's out of my mind instantly. I'm like, I okay, see. I'm good now. But. Uh, uh, that's but good. yes, I, I need to stop reading those comments in the first place. I, I like I have to respond in order to get them out of my head, you know. Mm -hmm. No, I get so. it. Fuck, it sucks, man. 
I mean, I'm not even trying to say that I'm better than you as a person. It's If I was talent, I'd 1,000% okay. <laughs> be doing the same thing. It's because I'm not talent, right? I'm so far removed from, like, I, it's just me and my team. We deal with things yeah. as a team, and so it's, like, it's a bit different. I mean, with talent, it sucks because you feel like this community controls, like, your livelihood. Um, yeah, just the perspective I'm taking. And if I ever become talent again, which is unlikely, but if that happens, then... <sighs> I'll have to fucking force myself to listen to this shit a hundred times to get it through my thick fucking skull. No, I think you're, I think you're, um, I'm glad that you have, uh, made this realization, I guess it's, uh, it'll definitely do a lot better for your mental health. So I'm happy for you. Ah, for sure. I mean, I can't get mad because like those same fans also support the shit out of me when I win. Yeah. When I say I, it's like because I won. Nobody else on my team. I'm 100% <laughs> the reason we won, and 0% the reason we lost. XD. I'm the reverse Bulba. I mean, you won more matches on uh, on the main stage at TI than uh, your team has. So, yep, like. they're really fucking <laughs> slowing me down here. <laughs> well, uh, it's. I think that pretty much uh, kind of wraps it up. You have anything else you want to talk about? We don't have to talk about Dota stuff if you uh, got something else you want to talk about. Sure, actually. So, right. uh, I... How do I say this without... Okay. Um, uh, no, 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 no. I'm trying to... <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I got invited to a party during Halloween, which I think I told you about. You can mm -hmm. see my costume on on my twitter page where oh, i yeah, look like very shitty a clown something um <laughs> so anyways i got invited to a party with a bunch of like influencers and stuff and fashion people uh and i really you know i went in with a really negative attitude like i was like oh why do i have to go to this this is going to be shit like uh no one's going to get along with me like everyone's going to be really you know a little bit stuck up and stuff uh, you know what I mean? Because when I think yeah. of like, you're, you're not their levels of famous, right? Yeah, I'm thinking like I'm gonna go to an influencer party with like fashion types and stuff. I mean, I was a real negative Nancy in my head about it, and I just kind it, of went in with clear, such bad. We're not bad talking attitude. about esports famous. We're talking about like real world yeah, influencers. Yeah. Okay. So then I was like, oh, this is gonna be miserable. And you know what? I went, and although I wouldn't say I made any friends, everyone was very nice and pleasant, and. I told myself I'm going to stop being such a judgmental dickhead because these people were not shallow. They asked genuine questions about my industry and like what I did for work. And when I told them, they were all very, not just like, a, oh, that's so cool. They would ask me follow-up questions about what my day-to-day -day looks like, what my responsibility list, like really fucking questions that most people won't ask me about this job. Um, and they took a genuine interest and I realized that I just stuck. And I'm so judgmental, and I shouldn't do that. Like, everyone there was super nice. I There wasn't a single person there that made me feel not welcome. I was a nobody. I was friends with nobody there. And yet, everyone was super nice and welcoming. Uh, and that taught me that, like, you know, even if what I think about this industry being shallow, like fashion and influencing and stuff. Yeah, really models nice. and things like that. Yeah, you just, yeah, I mean, you naturally expect them to, to be shallow people, right? Yeah, and nobody was. In fact, I was the biggest dickhead there for even thinking that. Everyone else was just trying to have a good time. And mm -hmm. some people noticed me kind of just chilling by myself in a corner because uh, I'm nervous around new people and they like actively tried to make me feel involved. They'd be like, hey, come over here. We're doing this thing. I'd be like, all right. Let's do it. You know, and then I started realizing like they were just trying to make sure that I had a good time. And I was like, you know what? Fucking like grow up, Will. And so, yeah, that was kind of eye opening. And I kind of wanted to share that. I have no fucking idea why. No, but I think I, I think it was a I think it's a really nice story. I think it yeah. uh, I mean, hopefully it's hard to to, I think, take some of those lessons uh, yourself until you experience. But uh, if you're empathetic enough to uh to will's experience maybe uh you take a lesson from that i mean i i certainly was surprised when you told me that story <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i felt the same way about you i was just i was just like oh that's probably not going to be a fun party 
yeah, I went in with such a negative Nancy attitude. I had like knots in my stomach. I was like, oh, they're going to make fun of me. And let me say, I was by far the ugliest person there. And they did not treat me like an ogre. Mm, mm. I was like, I felt very welcomed and everyone's super friendly. They kept asking me who I knew there. I'd say nobody. And they'd laugh. And instead of like saying like, this guy has nothing to provide, they were still very nice. Yeah. It was a it was a weird surreal experience that I'm sure I will never get to experience again, and yeah, it just kind of happened. I think um, <clears throat> whenever we talk about like mainstream influencers and stuff like that, and even like high level esports influencers, you you naturally expect them to be more shallow, or at least the the relationship to be more transactional, right? And you, uh, you didn't no. bring anything to the, the transaction of that relationship, right? Yeah, You're but saying a that, relative nobody compared. Did I ever to tell you my story about TwitchCon? <laughs> well, we both went to TwitchCon. Are we talking about the the TwitchCon that we both went to? Yeah, yeah. So we went to TwitchCon, yeah. guys. Weirdest fucking thing I've ever been to in my life. Um, yeah. But anyways, the funniest thing was Conrad, my friend Conrad, who works at Twitch. Somebody came up to Conrad, that was like. I don't know. I I'd never seen this person stream before. And then they came up, introduced themselves to Conrad because Conrad worked at Twitch at the time. And then I didn't want to be awkward. So I said, hi, my name is Will. Nice to meet you. And that person just straight up ignored me and kept talking to Conrad. Looked me in the eye, looked at my hand, and then just kept talking to Conrad. I was like, yikes. <laughs> yeah, TwitchCon was pretty bad. That, that, that's, that is... Um... That was full. You know those preconceptions you had about those influencers? If you had yes. that, that same preconception about uh, TwitchCon uh, and the people there. I would have been right. You would have 100% right. I've never there heard was, the word every, collab every so much. Every conversation was so uh, transactional. You know, they yeah, how many viewers know, you got? Yeah, exactly. There were literally conversations would be started with uh, how, how many concurrent average concurrent viewers do you get or how many subs do you have or are you a partner in the first place because you know like yeah there, there are a lot of people there who weren't partners so if you were a partner like ooh, you know like oh this guy's actually somebody and th they would be much more interested in the conversation yeah it was really weird yeah so uh, yeah. that part was uh that part was odd for sure i i experienced um that exact conversation in a uh at a pax uh, going to a PAX after party, you know, where I, I used to do like the hosting stuff on stages for yeah. some game there. And I worked with, um, I got to work with In Control, who was uh, just absolutely lo lovely person, um, but also Rotterdam. Uh, and me and Rotterdam, uh, StarCraft II pro player, now analyst, if you guys don't know, um, we uh, we get in this, this van and I, of course, I'm like, and this is fairly early on in my career, so like I'm definitely nobody. And uh, and I get into this van with Rotterdam, and we're having a good time. And there was like I think three girls who joined us in the van, uh, and and that conversation literally happened where they asked us like, "Oh, are you you guys are you guys streamers? You guys partners?" And like, "Oh yeah," and like, "Oh, how many average concurrent viewers do you get?" And I was like, I, I of course was you know like shit on myself and i was like oh i, I get nobody i i'm just our partner because um i i'm i work in the industry uh and then rotterdam was like yeah i get like 100 200 you know average concurrent viewers or something like that um and and boy you could just see they they were all of a sudden so much more interested because they were like oh i only get like you know 10 20 and and it was just like they were way more interested in the conversation all of a sudden because they realized that rotterdam was you know somebody important and real uh -huh. it was pretty gross all right well i think um i think that about wraps it up for camp and blitz you win your pub mickey on your main nice by the Why time this comes out mickey is going to be rank five damn you're 14 let's get it Whereas fucking boomer ass Matu might reach like rank forty by the time he's like thirty five, dumb piece who's of shit. Who's the highest and lowest rank on your team? I'm presuming Aiden's the lowest. Aiden is not the lowest. Oh. That distinction belongs to Buxen. Oh no. Yes. Well, I, I see Zai's been helping him out. I see they've been duo queuing together in pubs a lot. I mean, Zai's been blessing everybody with MMR. If you're against Zai, you've <laughs> probably gained quite a bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, really? Yeah. For a, for a while, when I looked at Boxy's profile, he was MMR donating for a bit. Yeah. Like a week and a half ago, you were definitely MMR donating. Yeah. I looked at his profile. There was like 14 losses and one win. I was like, I checked the win. It's like a 20 minute win. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Boxy said in his credit he was sick and he didn't realize how sick. And he and uh. he, he went twenty one and four. Losses first. <laughs> so he said uh he said shit just popped off. So I mean Boxy, what rank are you right now? One eighty? Okay, he's rapidly oh. catching up to Zai okay. at this point. Okay. I mean Zai's like What? There's no way? Oh, he is though. Oh, I see, I see, I see. What's what's Zai? Click his account right now. Hold on, I'm finding this out for you guys. So you, you can track. 98, okay. So Zai's 98. Matsu, what are you? Okay, Matsu's never going to get there. But yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, our team's good and not dog. So Mike is the highest MMR by far, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, Mike intentionally reset himself after being like 11.2 or something. Damn. And then when he was training offlane for OG, he said he lost like a thousand MMR trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll try and do this a little bit more often. We just had to wait for uh, Team Liquid to finish up their shit. We'll, yeah, uh, I mean... Talk again. I gave you updates. Yeah. Well, I knew you gave me updates, but I, we couldn't do the podcast. So. You know, I I only I only let two people know what was going on in our team, and I thought to myself, if this leaks, I blame those people. And so it did not leak. So nice, nice. I uh, I appreciate your trust and our friendship. Okay, that's it. I'm closing out the podcast. Thank you for listening. Hopefully the next one doesn't happen in like six to nine months. We'll try and do another one. Maybe uh, maybe around Christmas. By that time, we will have had half of the first season of the DPC done. So maybe we'll get a little, little something out of that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Oh, also, it's also now on YouTube. Haha, it's now on my YouTube. So if you're listening on the podcast... Uh, you can also, we don't have webcams, uh, but there's just static pictures of me and Will, but you can also check it out on YouTube if you want to re-listen to it and look at our lovely faces. That's it. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.